Arnold Palmer alert! Arnold Palmer alert! Who wants some Arnie Palmies? <laughs> I texted DK uh, last week because it hit it it hit me like out of the blue that like the biggest nightmare for Danny Cannell could possibly come true with expansion. <laughs> and, and you know how much of like a like sarcastic dude, like I don't say troll, but like like you know how sarcastic he is. He's going to just ease right into pretending he's always loved the SEC and people are going to lose their fucking minds. It's going to be awesome. Well, he said on our show, which by the way, I think it's the first time he's ever admitted it that he basically he has levels of trolling when he's on TV. He yeah. feels like he's a lot more by or uh yeah, unbiased whereas on Twitter he's pretty much maximum troll. So I mean, I'm sure he that was probably the first time he admitted that. Like people we're really trusting. People really really trust us. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So what's going on, man? It's been a it's been a couple weeks. Uh just got done with a let me do the math on this real quick. 9-hour meeting um with our corporate squad. I was a nine hour meeting. It was, wow. It was actually pretty great in terms of like kind of getting it. Cause you know, we got bought out last year. Like, like that happened a couple weeks after everything happened with like the breakup. And so I was just like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, so it's been like, I mean, it's, it's a company that's overseas and like, they, you know, we've done really well. Um, but it's like, sometimes like, you know, like I don't really know the direction we're going in or whatever. So this is like super cool to like learn about the company I had to go last, like very last, talk about like give an update on my role. Remember how nice. I told you it might not be a good idea to go switch from social media to uh, video and go to YouTube with the absolute lowest amount of followers we had? <laughs> I was right. So, All right, sweet. Wow. It went poorly. Oh, that's not good. Oh, no. Let's get in the show here. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the College Football Uncensored Podcast brought to you by Saturday Down South. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, my co-host, no one's sadder than Chris Marler. <laughs> We're back at it, huh? Who's sadder than Chris? I wish you could have been, been in that meeting, man. You know how I always get with like any kind of grown-up shit like that? I always ask you and, and Jeff, like, hey, any advice on what to say? Um, right. Didn't have anyone to turn to. No, no, I already, I already reached out to you. I mean, I was like fully prepared. I was so excited. Uh, I made, I made slides, which I thought was like really uh, PowerPoint proactive. Yeah, a little PowerPoint uh, oh, bragging yeah. about us. Everyone else had already made their slides. I was just doing what I was supposed to do, apparently. Um, hmm. so, well, at least you did it. Yeah. Otherwise, you would have been behind. Yeah, I was <sighs> just saying before you got on. Um, I didn't disclose the number, but I said our numbers are much better than we thought. Yeah, yeah, they are. If anyone's listening, they so are. We really appreciate. We, we really appreciate uh, every every one of you guys. Um, our numbers, especially in the fall, of course, you know the the off season is definitely slower. But in the fall, our numbers were outrageous. Last fall, we're hoping this fall will be even better. Um, trying to continue to grow this thing. We're implementing new things like these live streams. So I appreciate you guys, early yeah. adopters of the live stream here, tuning in every week. And of course, this still goes out to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the like. Um, but yeah, 
you know, we are getting ready in, to go into it. I think somebody asked, or both of us heading to media days. Um, you are you are going to media days, correct? Yeah. Yes. That's going to be great. Me again, so that's nice. It's the official kickoff of, the, of football, really. SEC have, media. Have you days. seen the list though? Like the list of people that are attending. Like the players. Yeah, not like just the media. People in general. No. no, like um, so they they came out with like the complete list because every team gets you know the head coach and then three players. Usually it's like an offensive, defensive, and you know one more. Um, Shane Beamer nailed this last year because he brought like the most charismatic people possible. The first thing I saw when I heard about the, them releasing the list was there's no Spencer Rattler, which automatically kind of sucks, right? Um, now keep in mind also I'm saying all this and I've never actually asked a single question at media days because I get too nervous. And the last time I tried, I was going to ask Saban what he thought about Game of Thrones season seven and the finale. And mm-hmm. uh, Pat Forty stole the microphone from me, and um, I never asked him. So anyway, the list is pretty underwhelming, dude. Stetson Bennett's going to be there. I thought Bryce was going to be there and uh, William Anderson. Will Anderson. I like when you said William. That sounds better. Yeah, sounds almost British. It seems more established. He's a yeah, junior. I mean, for other people, though, like for you know, the rest of the fan bases. Right. Well, I'm sure you're still excited to go. It is the official kickoff of college football. Um, I will not be attending. I uh, did not get credentialed. I didn't attempt to get credentials. I have had you're a trip. Yeah, I've had a trip planned since last summer, literally for a year. That I'm finally leaving for on Thursday, and I will be out for. A while. So uh, when I get back, so I leave Wednesday. I'll be, or I'm sorry, Thursday. I'll be good Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I fly back. And then Wednesday morning, I fly out to California for Wednesday, Thursday, or I'm sorry. Yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) It's like 10 days and 11 days. Yeah. But I'll only, miss, I'll only miss one pod. So I don't know if you want to bring on a guest next week or we'll, we'll skip a week, but I will not be on the pod next week. One cool, man. That's a good start to the, the main um, kickoff to the, the season, like you just said. So I'll just fucking do it by myself. Yeah. Yeah, you okay, will. Unfortunately. Just, we'll just get Dan to fill in. Um, no, where, so where are you going again? I'm Sandals? going to uh, – yeah, Sandals. I'm going down to the Dominican for my first trip, just – me and the wife joining some neighbors going down there and no then kids? no kids first time wow. extended vacation no kids um trip. that's cool and then uh yeah and then fly back and i've another trip that i've had planned for probably eight months is a golf trip with some co-workers out to pebble beach oh that's fun i'm not good at golf at all i get lucky to break 100 and yet i'm still very excited about that yeah, that'll be a blast. Yes, Carson Becker, we are bringing the voicemail back during the fall. I think it'd also be funny to take live callers on this show in the fall. We can do <laughs> we'll that. See, we'll yeah, see if we can do sure. that. You know, like, uh, like, oh, look, we've got started... some groupies here. Look how for cute Chris Marler is tonight. One person for both of us. It's very awkward still. Um, no, like, one of the reasons we started setting this up is, one, it's tremendously easier. It's a lot, a lot of fun to interact with everybody in the moment. But also... Um, you know, like in season, I used to do this on Facebook all the time, like our like the Monday night Facebook lives. And like after big games, when we like we'll go live, I guess, this year, unless I don't know, you're drunk or taking care of eight kids. Like that's yeah, gonna be a blast. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic year. Do you have Do you have anything you want to ask at Media Days this year? Oh boy. So Bumper Pool is going to be there. I kind of want to ask him how many degrees he he could possibly have at this point. He's been in college for longer than I was in college, which is pretty fucking tough to do. I think um, his four hundred one k has got like thirty grand in it already. That's probably fair, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tank Bigsby, kind of want to ask him um, something along the lines of like him staying in bounds because he Ooh, basically you think that's lost smart? in the. I'm not gonna say it like in front of everybody. I'll just say it like <laughs> they break off to like, like I tell you, what, like one of the coolest like things about media days is like for whatever everyone will congregate to like the big names, right? Um, but a couple years ago, like Lynn, Lynn Bowden was there from Kentucky. And then uh, who was the linebacker? Dejon Harris from Arkansas, who was like kind of a bust in the NFL, but he led the, the league in tackles. Um, they just were like sitting off at their little side tables doing like the one-on-ones and no one went over there. So I talked about tattoos with Lynn Bowden. That's kind of what I want to do more than anything is not talk about football. Yeah, it's kind of like what we do on this show and we, what we've been doing for like the last 20 minutes. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. Um, so, do we want to start with just maybe not a college football story, but just a just a fun story to talk about in general? Because I feel like this story is kind of right up our alley here with Zach Wilson. Let me tell you something. When you hear the the phrase "Mormon sex scandal," <laughs> what comes to mind besides boner alert? Because I mean, Mormons are fucking. They are trending really, really well right now. I mean, they're not trending well. They're just trending a lot. Almost everything you hear about them is bad. Uh, bad. Really? You, you, okay, so I feel like every Netflix documentary I've watched in the past like year is like some guy with a bunch of sister wives. What in the hell is this? Oh, is that this her? Is, that is, yes. Okay, so let's get into this here. Yeah, this is great. So this is Zach Wilson, who looks like a 14-year-old Ken doll. Uh... And this is his mother, Lisa. That's his mom. Um, and this is this is Zach Wilson's girlfriend, uh, ex girlfriend, I should say. But they had been dating since they were teenagers, which was like three years ago. Um, apparently, so Zach Wilson's roommate at BYU. They've been they've been playing football together for I think since like pee wee football, potentially just high school. Maybe I want to be a little yeah. dramatic with it. Uh, lived together in college. Best friends. Um, best friends. He, he uh, what's this guy's name? He's like he plays on the Washington Commanders, it which still isn't like a real Darren name. Darren Deckhart or something, something ridiculous. Yeah, uh, something like that. Dax, yeah, Dax Milne, who <laughs> is on the Washington Commanders. <laughs> Which I it love this like report it. on the Sun, Washington Commanders star Dax Milne. The dude's on the practice squad, but let's just go off the Queen. Wait, um, Dax Milton or Dax Milne? Dax Milne, star player for the Washington Commander. That as that, put that by the Sun. Name, that last name sounds like if somebody was asking you to make up your own name and you just quit like halfway through your last name, like just Milne. I don't want to play anymore. Um the way this broke was pretty like it, this is like one of my favorite things that happens in social media every once in a while, which is where everybody joins together to do something extremely toxic, but it's not like overly toxic to somebody that it's going to hurt. Right. Like I, as far as I know, somebody saw a picture of his ex, 
I don't, I don't think it was like super public that they broke up and she was with like Zach Milne um, at like the beach or something like that. And, and like immediately we were like, oh shit, Zach, or what's his name? Zach Wilson's ex left Dax. him for his best friend. Oh, Zach and Dax. God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hate everything about BYU. The most BYU thing you've ever heard in your life. They're like the version, the virgin version of Colt McCoy and and what's his and Shipley from Texas. Um, yeah. No, but like somebody saw her and her new boyfriend, his former best friend, like on an Instagram post, and immediately starts like spreading this around, like like she left him for his best friend, and for whatever reason, because it's the internet, the immediate assumption was that she was like clee chasing and did something wrong to him, and boy, oh boy, was that wrong. <laughs> well so far so we so that's what we know right is uh the story that she told which it kind of was it came up on instagram because why not um i guess what dax milne and this abby girl who is zach wilson's ex-girlfriend posted a picture of themselves on instagram and someone put homie hopper in the in the in the chat or in the in the comments and she responded he was sleeping with his mom's best friend. That's the real homie hopper, which is just a, <laughs> an allegation that you can't throw out there lightly. No, not in the, the Instagram comments. I mean, <laughs> no. like, that's like, I don't think she's probably a wholesome kid. Cause she's like that. She's Mormon. Right. right. Like I think only the dude Mormons are, are kind of fucked up. Um, <laughs> just based on what I know from documentaries, just, it's strictly just three documentaries. But like she that you have to really piss off a woman for her to do something that scorched earth publicly, I feel like. It, I'm sure Ashley did something happened. Something some, something <laughs> happened. I don't know if he was banging moms, but something happened drastically <laughs> for it, so but now you know you saw uh, Jack Mack from Barstool came out. Who was kind of? I feel like he's the one that kind of blew this story up on TikTok, or that's at least where I saw it. But he came out and basically was like DMing with Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson was like, "You need to delete that shit, dude. Not true at all. Not cool." And he did. But but it was Barstool, so no one saw it. That's good. Right, right. So I don't know. So you believe this? You think this actually happened? You think Zach Wilson's just happened? Okay, you remember the story that came out a couple of weeks ago from like from TikTok where there's all these Mormon moms that were like fucking having sex. Oh, I do remember that. You really you got to tap into more Mormon Mormon trends and Mormon. <laughs> I'm trying to get locked here. in, bro. I'm trying to get locked in. I this uh, is a nightmare. She looks like if so, Kristen this... Cavallari was a virgin. Or, this... Oh god. <laughs> That's that. Zach Wilson's mom just posted. Uh, well, this is from before, but this is a group of her friends. So, which one out of this group, if you had to choose? I'm not going to do that because Liz is probably watching, but it's definitely the front right with the white shirt. <laughs> this one, okay. Also, the the best part about this whole thing, and I and like I will I will get on Twitter later and find it and post it in here, and I should have already done it. One of the people that I follow, I think she like works freelance for SDS. Super nice lady, Gabrielle. Um, She's a fantastic follow on Twitter because she is just always popping off. I mean, always. And she said, and I quote, if we're being honest, most dudes have fucked their mom's best friend. <laughs> I did see that. 
It's like that being is... honest about that. That's that seems. I've got a lot. Of, so I haven't done that. Now I'm starting to question people I know. Like, is this a, a thing? People just go around and do this stuff? No, it's definitely. I mean, absolutely not. My mom's best friend is Jesus, so I definitely have not had sex with him. <laughs> oh God, no! It's an incredible story. Though. Like for her, just to like right off the bat. Usually, there's like a build up, and she's like, "Yeah, it's, you know, that's it's a misunderstanding, whatever." She just went right for the throat. Yeah, that was a jugular shot. Um, I guess let's just, you know, we'll have Wilson watch for the next couple weeks. You know, we'll we'll be able to update you guys on what breaks. Uh, but this is going to be like DK Metcalf was tweeting. Like, so Chad Ochocinco tweets, Zach Wilson's the GOAT. And like all these NFL <laughs> players are retweeting it, being like, yup, goaded. Like, just <laughs> pretty fucked up. So I, I feel mean, like Zach true. Wilson kind of won at the end of this. At the end of the day, like, Zach Wilson now, everyone thinks he's the man. Okay, first off, he's also the starting quarterback for an NFL team, and his former best friend is about to be a fucking Enterprise Rent-A-Car assistant manager in two years, and he's going to have to go back. Like, she's going to have to go live in Utah for the rest of her life. Yeah. Just let her Dude, she should join that. Sex like one time. Paul she passed. should join that, those, those TikTok Mormon moms that all sleep with each other. She should join so, that crew. It's like a hype house. <laughs> I just, man, should we get like, should that have been like our spring break in college? Is like just going to like the fucking Provo? It kind of feels that way. I've, there's been some funny stuff in the comments that I won't put on the screen, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. Who knows what's going on there? If you have had sex with your mom's best friend, um, we don't need details because we've all seen Pornhub, but like you just, you know, Give us a thumbs up. Let us know. We just know to respect you from now on. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into your Notre Dame content that you put out this week. Did you ruffle some feathers with that? I didn't think this was up for debate. Josh Pate called me out first and last name on his podcast, which I was so upset about that. And it didn't get me any new followers because of it. Um, no, I was pretty excited about that. He so, shouted out you on, on a late kick. Yeah. Love that. Did he drop the pod name or did he mention that he was on our pod at some point? No? Okay. He he said, I think he called me Connor and said something <laughs> about uh yes, yes, pod. No, so um basically like it, somehow it got brought up and Josh Pate is like I probably respect him like probably top five people in this business, right? Like he's, yeah. he's a super hard worker and he's super knowledgeable and, and I love like the way he explains things. Um and I don't really I agree. I agree with a lot of his takes too. When he called you trash, he called me trash. That one I didn't agree with. He called me trash. Nah, Carson said he listened and he said trash take. He said you had a trash take. Okay, so this I'm not wrong about this fucking take either. I'm, I'm not. All right, so let's get into um, the take. Okay, so we have two deep dives on this episode. Uh, so strap in; it's going to be a <laughs> three yeah, hours long. I'm going to read off the entire list of second round draft picks from 1947. To, no, I'm kidding. Um, but I don't even remember how it got brought up, but somebody was talking about, not even paid, that it was Notre Dame scheduling. And, and we've made fun of Notre Dame scheduling on here before because I'm not saying they don't play a difficult schedule, and I don't really give a shit that they're not in a conference like at this point. But I'm not impressed with you playing like a 7-5 and five Stanford team at home and then traveling to play all three military institutes at, and like one of them at fucking Yankee Stadium. That does nothing for me. Just nothing. Um and, and every single time they get on a big stage, they shit the bed. And, and I feel like 
in college football in general, right? Like you get you get a lot of shit because you're a Florida State fan. Tennessee fans get a lot of shit. Um, yeah. You know, like there's some teams. Is there any fan bases get, that just don't like nobody gives them shit? Like, oh, these guys are actually pretty cool. I was gonna say <laughs> Arkansas. That can't be real. I mean, no, not the yeah, remember uh, Big Game Boomers on our podcast? He said they're the worst fans out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've had like Idaho. I don't think anybody – Well, right. Yeah. Montana's like, fuck Idaho, dude. I hate the Vandals. Um, <laughs> you don't know that, dude. Have you been out there? No. I've, I've, heard, the Montana, I've heard the Montana-Idaho rivalry is, is real. If you think that that's real, you should see their mom uh, orgies. It's fantastic. Um, shouldn't have said that. That was a bad joke. Uh, anyway, no, so like – Notre Dame has become like the butt of a joke, and it's become this cliche at this point about every time they get to the postseason, they get boat raced, right? Any any game of significance, they lose, and they lose badly. And a lot of times when shit like that is said, there's usually a lot of embellishing or exaggerating that goes along with it, right? Like UCF was like the, the punching bag for a long time. Um, I'm trying to give another example, but of course I can't. The Notre Dame thing, I looked into it, because their postseason, like this this Notre Dame team this year, it's a first mm-hmm. year head coach. They're going to be a top ten, maybe top five team. They're going to be really, really good. They were good last year. Um, I I wonder if, and I want to hear like what the the listeners think too. It's unfair to judge this team based off of past failures from the same school. But also, is it? Do you know how do you know how bad Notre Dame is in the postseason? Like in in BCS or New Year's Six Bowls, when's the last time they won one? Like any like any bowl at all, or like a New Year's Six Bowl? Have they ever even won it? Gotcha, motherfucker! They've never won one. They're zero and eight. So zero and eight. Zero and eight. They've been eight eight times, and they have lost. (laughs) Eight times. Also, seven of the eight losses have been by 14 points or more. The only yeah, I was about one to say, I remember a lot of blowouts. Yeah. They, they lost all eight of those games by an average of 20.6 points per game. Um, the only one that was even single digits was last year against Oklahoma State when they lost by two, and they blew a 28-7 to lead in that game. So, like, that's Never a pretty big I've never heard of a, a football deal. team blowing some kind of lead like that, especially yeah, a postseason. Okay. Um. So you have to go back to 1994 to look at Notre Dame's last significant, what would be a BCS or New Year's Six level bowl. So five years before the fucking BCS was even, yeah, it was the, at the end of the 93 season. They beat Texas A&M by three in the Cotton Bowl. Some of our listeners probably weren't even born in 94. Oh, really? Yeah. Weird, right? Oh. Um, that is really weird. Anyway, but th- that's like, why is that a big deal? Because everyone knows that like, whether you like them or hate them, and most of us hate them, Notre Dame is the premier brand and most recognizable, you know, program in cultural history. Second most national championships, fourth most all-time wins, which kind of surprised me. Most NFL draft picks all time, most consensus All Americans, most fake girlfriends, most um, times a coach has accidentally killed somebody at practice. Um, all of those things are real stats that are very respectful for Notre Dame and a long, long history. It's been 28 years since they've won a fucking New Year's Six level or BCS bowl game. 38 other teams have won at least one in that time. You want to take a it's guess? A, at, uh, at 30, all of 38? 
All, all 38 right now. That's how I want to fill this time. This is content. Um, uh, no, but it seems like Georgia Tech, Houston, uh, UCF has two. Boise State has three. Um, that's more than all. Okay. Just throw that out there. Houston before State, Grant. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah. Utah. State, I think Utah has like four. What are you even talking right now? Um, anyway, the, those numbers are outrageous, though. If you're if you're Notre Dame. And the fact that they're not even close, like, it just – it blows my mind that they could be that bad in the postseason. And this is where it goes back to talking about, like, I guess why it is important and kind of frustrating that they're not in a conference. Because when the BCS started in 98, Notre Dame had a contract, uh, like, I guess, agreement that if they reach 10 games, they automatically got a berth in the BCS. Hmm. Automatically. That's insane. I just – They've had it. I feel like they just had it on Easy Street forever. Yeah, no Catholic guilt even, which is like probably like should have been their biggest obstacle. That, um, like, ten wins guarantees you the BCS. You like the ACC is like, yeah, you can join in every sport but football. No worries. Yeah, just like you might hang out with us until December, and then like, yeah, then Clemson's gonna be healthy again. Right. I don't know why. They they really are truly the the domino that will set everything off if anything goes from here. Now there's talk, I guess, and I think some of this came from um, broke broken by Matt Hayes, right? The uh, yeah, actually, we broke a story yesterday. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and they, I saw you guys getting or us us. I'm part of it too. <laughs> I saw I saw we got credit for uh, through like Dennis Dodd at CBS and. Started breaking that the SEC has said they want to stay at 16. I don't, I think that's a great piece of reporting, and it probably is true that they said that. Don't really believe that to be the true long term, in my opinion. No, for now, they're probably fine at 16. All right, so what Tyler's talking about, if you guys don't know, uh, Saturday down south, this might be the second story ever that we've broken. The first was when I accidentally tweeted the LSU Bama game was canceled in 2020, and I wasn't supposed to say it. So, um, Tough day for me. Um, no, so we had Matt Hayes did a um, or he like he had an article. By the way, look at this graphic. Your boy made that. Oh yeah, yeah. Love that. Um, Matt Hayes took a took a break from driving me absolutely fucking crazy with takes like Anthony Richardson would lead Florida to the college football playoff last year if he was in the starter. Kirby is ranked ahead of Saban in terms of. Uh, head coaches in the SEC. Um, Seems like a very Florida, egregious thing to say that Florida would have gone to the college football playoff if Anthony Richardson was... I've brought this up multiple times, but I'll get right back into it again because um, <laughs> I'm an unhealthy person. He not only said that, this is the day after they lost to Bama. He said it on the other podcast. He said they would be unstoppable on offense because you would have mismatches everywhere. They'd be just like the 2020 Bama offense. I just... But I, okay. All right, so anyway. anyways, back to that. Yes. Um, so he talked to one athletic director, I guess, in the SEC, and the plan is to stay at 16. And while you like, probably don't believe that, I will say that, like, so far, whatever the SEC has wanted to do is, like, everyone else just fall in line, right? Like, they right. kind of, like, set the pace for all of this. Um, that's what we heard last year, too, is, like, potentially four 16-team conferences. But the only problem with that is that, like, the Big Ten is going to be stacked. The SEC is going to be stacked. There's going to be some fucking conference with like 
I don't know, Idaho and Montana. And then like the leftovers from the Pac-12 and they potentially could get a, a berth in whatever playoff uh, they have in the future. Um, this is why I think like, look, what is the Big Ten at now with adding USC and UCLA? Is that is it? It's a good question. It's nowhere near ten. It's almost almost one <laughs> and a half times ten. <laughs> what are they at? Fifteen, sixteen, sixteen. You know, you know what is always. You know what I hate about the Big Ten more than anything. Real quick, is that when they fucking added an eleventh team, they kept their name at Big Ten and then snuck in a like a hollowed out eleven in their in their logo. I just I hate everything about. So that's why I say Notre Dame is really the linchpin to this thing going absolutely insane. If for some reason, you know, it comes down that you have to win your conference to make this new playoff that will eventually be here or whatever, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories. We got to get into your conspiracy theory tonight as well. Um, And they're basically forced to join a conference. Um, If that's the big 10 and then big 10 goes to 17 and they get that big of a property, as far as media and, and things like that, then the SEC will will be forced to counter. Um, it's like World I don't War really II. see. Yeah, exactly. But like Notre Dame. Well, is this time, model. the South. I think you're thinking about what? the wrong war. First off, um, <laughs> second off, I tell you what, this could. I don't think it's going to backfire that the SECs that like you know basically announced what they they're planning on doing in the near future. And that's just, you know, Sam Pat, but if the big 10 keeps working and Kevin Warren will do anything except the right thing um, for his, his conference, if they add Notre Dame and then the next domino is somehow Duke and or Kansas as a whole. And as a conference, a full athletic conference, not just football, they're arguably better and stronger and deeper than the SEC would be. Yeah, as a whole, and like the main three sports, or just the main two, or what? I mean, like all the sports, I guess. Women's like volleyball, badminton. You well, yeah, like that's really big. There's like men's volleyball in the Big Ten. You know that Penn State's like really good. Do <laughs> so they gonna have water polo now? Adding the West Coast teams. Anyways, I I, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, you talk about least... water polo. Hold on, why do you have to wear a fucking helmet in water polo? I don't know. I've never. Have you ever held a water polo ball? I suppose it's probably like a volleyball kind of. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's all. That's all should, I should I Google it? We can put it up on the screen. I feel like we should give something away. I got a fifty dollars Amazon card. I feel like I should give away tonight. Okay. To well. What? <laughs> And the winner is Chris Marler, $50 gift card. Um, we should give out, give out a gift card. We uh, we need to be begging for subscribers and five-star reviews, I think. Like and subscribe, like and subscribe. But I, um, I, I really, really would appreciate anyone going to subscribe to the YouTube page because that would really um, help me out. I will say that. Should not have fucking taken that role. Um. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. No, definitely go to the YouTube, like, subscribe, go give us some reviews on Apple Podcasts. How is how are we going to give some people a fifty dollars Amazon gift card? What what do they have to do to get this? I don't know. 
Damn, people are trashing you in the comments here on the gift card. Why? What? I don't know oh, who St. Gene is. Robert St. Gene, I said I went out of my way to do something nice for this fucking asshole, and I tried to send him a shirt, and he just moved to Chicago, and I sent it to his old address in, in California. You know what? <laughs> this is why I don't do You're the winner stuff. of the $50 gift card, St. Gene. That's good. Yeah. It's fucking unreal. Um, um we're gonna we're gonna do this sicker giveaway again, which will be a blast. Um because I just me in the US mail. My biggest rival. The US mail, huh? What's wrong with my audio? God, Not Tennessee fans? No. What's wrong with the what's wrong with my audio? I don't have my mic with me. It probably just doesn't sound as good as it normally does. Thank you for letting us know. I it doesn't sound horrible on my end, so I don't know. It's gonna be um, really bad timing if tomorrow's podcast sounds like shit right after that nine hour meeting um all right what so there's been a lot of recruiting over the last what is it two weeks really several years if you think about it um do you i mean you follow recruiting yeah i do like how closely i mean I know where the top guys are going. I don't know the board of every team. I I follow it for Florida State pretty uh, solidly. So you know they're they're in the top forty, which is great. You know. Yeah, that's pretty easy because they're not ever doing anything. Uh, I heard you guys actually got an offensive lineman. We did. We got a big offensive lineman. Um, then our our quarterback decommitted today, which is tough news. Probably going to Mississippi State though. So we got any uh, Mississippi State fans in the house? It was a, a mutual parting of ways. We should be landing another kid. Uh, Brock Glenn that was actually supposed to go to Auburn and now he's not. Hold on, I'm gonna switch this. It says I have echo cancellation on God, I fucking hit everything today. Um all right, hold on, I'm switching this over. I, I can't keep up with recruiting because it's just it's fucking never ending. But I noticed that like over the This past sounds week- much worse, by the way, on the audio. I think you're fine before. Um, it's just the, the difference is I'm on a mic and you're not, so just mine just sa- it makes mine sound better and yours not. What about good, this? But that, that's better. Okay. Um, I noticed over the past couple of weeks there's been like a just a flurry of of commitments because Hayes Fawcett's making all these fucking graphics and continues to be the worst. But every single person that's committed, I feel like for I guess a three day stretch was a five star. Yeah. I don't, it's like, there's an, it felt like there was an unbelievable or unreasonable amount of five stars. And I said this a long time ago, like on this pod with the NIL stuff and, and like not even just NIL, but having NIL agents whose specific job is trying to get 17 and 18 year old kids paid, which is, I feel like so fucking weird and creepy and and all the things like that. Yeah. Okay. But for the longest time we've heard for the most part from like, you know, irrational fans or petty fans that like the rankings at recruiting services are what's the best way to put it. Um, like manipulated in favor of teams that have like, you know, like more registered fans, like on their site, like team, like sure. things that will benefit the site. Like, you know, they talk about like the Bama bump, like it's a three star and then he gets bumped up to a four star. Um, I think Florida, like fans would like bitch and moan last year. Cause like they had a string where they had like several four stars that were bumped down to three stars. Uh, but no, like that being said, I, I feel like it's not out of 
like the realm of possibility that these sites will somehow find a way to get like kickbacks from these rankings. Because if you think about it, like, I don't know how they're going to distribute any of this money. I'm, I'm assuming it's not a lump sum. So if you're a quarterback, like the kid from Miami that signed for nine and a half million dollars, I'm sure they're not handing him nine and a half million dollars. But right. all you have to do, you don't have to prove anything on the field like to get like, your first payment, right? Like to get a deal in place at 17 or 18 years old. All you have to do is beat up like on inferior competition at your shitty high school. So the higher the, like the, like the ranking for a lot of programs, you know, like the more valuable the player is, like the more, right. the more NIL value goes up. Exactly. And if you also, if you notice how many defensive ends, offensive tackles and quarterbacks have been in the top like 25, 30, like overall players that like are, that are five stars. No. Okay. I'm looking so anyway, at the I'm whole point here. The whole point was I saw that Oregon got a, uh, a commit from Dante Moore from, from Detroit, which is a huge yep. pickup from Dan Lanning to go to like the best team in that state. But I was like, man, that seems like there's that's like the sixth or seventh five star quarterback in this cycle that's committed. And so my my conspiracy theory is I think that it somehow I don't know how long it'll take to get there, but like money, greed, whatever you want to call it, some of these recruiting services are going to, I don't know, inflate the five star numbers or like the four star numbers like in the rankings because of like what it could mean for them on the back end, right? How do they get sites, compensated for it on the back end, though? I, if, I just listen. I'm just saying things right now. Okay. okay? Um, I don't know. I, like I'm, I'm, sure I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm in, but I, now I'm asking details. I would assume that if you are, because a lot of these, like Mike Farrell, is, is like friends with these kids for like years, which is cool. Like to have that as your job, like you just start befriending eighth graders um, <laughs> for like four years. But like, you think about like they don't have. I don't think a crazy amount of influence on where these kids go but these people are basically pseudo handlers without getting any of the, the benefits because they're the ones that are in contact with all the coaches recruiting him um other schools and shit like that was that nil lawyers taking a pay cut yeah i mean i, I think that like it taking a cut of the, what they make and paying for yeah, a bump like in the rankings five percent like ten percent whatever off of like whatever whatever cut the the what do you call it, the agent would already be making I don't think that's unreasonable. Everything no, I've learned I from movie Blow, this checks out. Right, and that's you know an all-time classic. Why would you not go to that movie? To no, I, I, I'm, I'm big into wanting to follow conspiracies, not these crazy ones like Sandy Hook type ones, but like this is one that I would really like to be into. I, that's why I want okay. to know the details. Well, so let me this give kid... you some more details here, Tyler. Oh yes, deep yeah. dive number two. Deep dive number two. Okay, so here's my thought. Here's my thought. There was an unreasonable amount of five stars in this year's class, right? Ooh, I, I like I, this I from William Gray, by the way, before you jump into this. Flip side, this seems pretty evil, but I feel like with yeah. anything money-related, it's evil. Flip side, they, they could lower a kid's ranking for some school to get them at a lower price, and the school pays for that to happen. That is like the most – like I would have <laughs> made it. I would have made it in college if I, if I didn't turn my ACL – junior year like i don't think he's wrong i don't think he's wrong at all i think like anything is possible when there's this much money involved especially in the beginning of it when it's not regulated correctly and it's just the fucking wild wild west so my theory is this 
these recruiting services are going to inflate and like overvalue more and more players in their rankings. So you're going to have more five stars and you're especially going to have more five stars at like positions that will pay the most primarily quarterback, but also defensive end and, and left tackle. And if you look at any of like the, the NFL contracts, like those are the three highest paid positions. I'm pretty sure okay. besides whatever yeah. Trubisky stole from the, the bears. So my theory is this, you're you have the most, you're going to have more and more five stars than you've ever had before. So I brought up my notebook and my number two pencil and looked back all the way to 2011, right? So just like since since Cam Newton's year, because I couldn't bear to look back at that recruiting class. That is, what is it, two, three? It's like 12 classes. 37 five-stars in this year's class. That's the total okay. number of five-stars. That is tied for the most ever from 24-7 sports. 37. Okay. Do you That's think that they, they, they don't finalize their rankings till like towards signing day? Maybe that gets cut down? Is that historically what I mean, happens? Possibly, yeah. But still, 37 yeah. is a lot. And so, yeah. like, looking into yeah, that. Yeah, usually it's like the top 20, you would think. Right. Like, usually, like, I mean, I was, a lot of these actually were over 30. There was only one, two, only, only three classes during that time span had 30 or less, which I was really surprised about. Okay. But, yeah. The quarterback position, which is I've never seen a like position as a whole have this much talent in terms of like recruiting rankings as I've 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 seen this year. There are six five-star quarterbacks in this year's class alone. Six. And Three it's, of the top four players in the country are five-star quarterbacks. What's even crazier to me is that you you start to look at like a lot of these guys are already committed, and typically you would see out of these five stars, you know, we talk about NIL and how it's changing the game, mm-hmm. and and you know, you're it's making, you know, the elite teams better. But if you look at this, it's insane to look at at the the top. Let's go top fifteen, all five stars. Obviously, you see it's not just Bama, Georgia. Now no. we'll see what happens by signing day. Everyone's got a five star. Texas, Tennessee, Notre Dame, USC, Miami, Iowa, Oregon, Louisville, Clemson, Georgia is on there, obviously, LSU, Oklahoma, Penn State. Like, all, everyone has five stars now. There, there are six teams. It's, it's July. There are six teams with at least two five stars in their class right now, which that doesn't happen. That just does right. not happen. Usually it's like Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, and Bama. And so, yeah. again, looking at quarterbacks, there are six five-star quarterbacks in this year's class. Does that sound like a lot to you in comparison to like what you – Usually the, I would the think there's only like two, maybe three, usually most years. You're, that's, you're so good at this job. From 2011 to 2000, right? I'm sorry, to 2020. So – basically right before the NIL stuff started to like, be impactful because even though it wasn't in place yet, guys like Bryce Young and all those, like, you know, those recruits, it was going to be like, in place once they were in school. So over that time span, there have been 32 total five-stars. 16 have been in the past three years alone. From 2011 to 2020, there was never a single class that had more than three five-star quarterbacks. That's it. In the last three years, there have been six, four, and six. 
which was the most all time each time it happened. So that's four. And there's also five already um, in next year's class. Wow. Interesting. So essentially you're saying this is going to be a continuing trend if your conspiracy theory is right, that there's going to be more and more people involved, men that try to get their clients, their underage minor clients, uh, these big-time NIL deals. You're just going to see this more and more. Then is a five-star really even a five-star? And then what are we talking about? Do you even know who's good and who's not? Well, you gotta watch the tape, and you gotta be big tape. You gotta be big tape guys like us. We 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 just dissect film all day to know who's gonna be good. I mean, usually it's not like football; it's like reruns of like America's Funniest Home Videos. But like, you know, I thought you were gonna go somewhere different with that. I'm glad you went to that. I did not. Yeah. Um, and I haven't gone through the numbers on this yet, but like, it's just it seems too coincidental to have this many. Offensive linemen and edge edge rushers and uh, and quarterbacks. I mean, like again, six five stars. Like I like that is that's never. Oh god, corporate just messages. Shit. Um, that's never <laughs> happened. Like, like we're on the office. <laughs> it's so. Oh god, corporate um, just messages. Anyway, no, I just I thought that was really interesting, and and I wonder how that's gonna like you know play out. But um, I mean, I. I I used to pay attention to recruiting all the time and, and I've never seen three of the top four, three of the top four players in the country. Like, in, unless they're just like, I don't know, this is the most talented crop of 17 year old, like, I don't know, gunslingers we've ever seen. I, I just, I mean, you think about like Deshaun Watson was a four star and I know they're going to have misses and stuff like that, but like, in the past, they've never – I feel like at this position especially, they haven't really tried to go out on a limb in terms of, like, ranking too many five-star quarterbacks because that's the, like, easiest one to criticize if it ends up being a bust. And that's probably – it's also, like, super prestigious, right? Like, if you're a five-star, I just I, – I don't know. I keep thinking of Gunnar Keel because he was apparently a five-star. Also, Jake Fromm. Gunnar Keel, what a name. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm gonna buy into this conspiracy theory with you. I think we should investigate further. That would take extra work. I don't know. Are we down for it? I mean, it's just gonna be me looking up more numbers and shit like that, and Liz losing her mind. So yes, you're gonna be that that uh that meme or the gif of uh, Charlie Day. Like he's got everything mapped yeah. out on the thing. He's like I think, going crazy. I, I looked all this up like on Friday night. And I was so excited to do it because I, I love shit like this. And like makes me feel like we're getting closer to the season. Um, I immediately called Liz to tell her what I had found. And when I tell you she didn't give a single fuck about any of the things I was presenting to her, man, <laughs> it was a tough crowd. I, I can imagine you pitching ideas for the podcast to Liz and it pretty much probably goes the same way every time. Yeah, she just wants you to talk more. Well, outside of that, yeah. Um, yeah don't, no, don't I just do this, Chris. You, you know, I get so true. excited about like just you know, I nerd out over all this kind of stuff. Um, oh, I do too. Trust me. I, I recruiting is the name of the game. It's if you don't have good players, I don't care how good your coaches are, you're not going to win 10, 11, 12, Go to the playoff, hey, brother. And, go lower. You don't mean seven, eight, nine. 
Right. I These mean, motherfuckers are on a boat. This is unreal. I should be in Austin right now. Um. So no, but there's been some high profile recruits. I mean, obviously Arch is at the top of the list. I'll be interested to see how Arch's career goes. Um. You know, that, the whole Arch being a bust thing is starting to gain some momentum. It is, rightfully so. I think it, from what people have said with his tape, it, uh, he's not like this legendary like QB. Quinn Ewers might just keep that job like for most of his career. That, that like, it, yeah, I don't know. It, Quinn Ewers is tough to look at. I will say that. That's gonna be. Ugh. He seems pretty broy. He has like the worst mullet. Like Siri, Siri like, thought I, I said. Sorry. I like. I feel like mullets are somehow back in style, which is weird because it's odd that they were yeah. ever in style. Um, but he, his is like just like aggressively like trying to look like an even shittier Billy, Billy Ray Cyrus. All right, let's answer some of these audience questions. I think that's that's all from the content, right? No, Arch is not going to end up on Last Chance U. No, Florida State no, would love I, to have him. I don't care how this sounds, but he is way too middle upper class for that. Bets on Arch leaving Austin. I love that. I love that we're like queuing up the transfer portal, just firing up kids still in high school. Yeah. Hasn't even got to campus uh, like, yet. What if he just never even goes? What about that? He just goes straight to the NFL. He doesn't even seem like a decommit guy, though. No. It's also the moment he committed on Twitter, the immediate reaction for a lot of people was like Quinn Ewers jumping in the transfer portal. People forget that Quinn Ewers is the highest ranked quarterback in the history of recruiting. I mean, ahead of Jake Fromm, which ahead of Jacob Eason, Justin Fields, Matt Stafford, Reggie Ball. I'm talking like all time greats. You're just, yeah, you're just naming player random players. I don't that had nothing to do with. They weren't correlated, right? No, no, not at all. I'm just saying things. You're just spouting out things. Okay. Um, all right. So we got to go listen. So for those of you that are live. Um, send in some fourth and wrong questions. We're going to answer as many as we can here at the end. Um, I will tap in here to the podcast Facebook group to see what people have asked in here, and we will fire away. Uh, Alan P. says, after your deep dive on how bad Notre Dame has been in the postseason against real competition, do you still think Brian Kelly will be successful at LSU? Yeah, I don't think that they were – I don't know. I don't, like, they just seemed like they were always overmatched. didn't seem like they were – they had a bad game plan. Like, they were, like if you watched Manti Teo play football and thought that that guy was going to just go sideline to sideline with any running back in the ice, can you imagine if Georgia would have beaten Bama and he had to try to tackle Gurley? I, I think they were uh, undermanned. Like they didn't, especially on the lines. Like when you play against an SEC team, they've they never had a chance in any of those games. They had a couple of big name recruits too, like Stefan Tuitt, and um, I don't know. Like they've always had one guard and like a like just fucking fleet of tight ends at Notre Dame. But it's just it's it's a lesser group of athletes. I think I think Brian Kelly is going to do well at LSU. I just always question why anyone in their well. fucking right mind would go to the SEC West. And, and try to compete with with that. And I'm not saying that because, like, you know, being a Bama fan, but how many how many coaches have we seen 
come into the SEC West and, and say, like, you know, just so excited for this opportunity and competitive and blah, blah, blah. And then three and four years later, mainly at Arkansas, be looking for a new job. I mean, Brett Bielema left Wisconsin where he was basically guaranteed like a division title and a trip to the Rose Bowl once every, I don't know, four or five years. Division title maybe every year. Cheese curds on deck all the fucking time. Shout I, out and then he went to the SEC West. Uh, you're reading at Culver's? No free ads, but you're reading at Culver's? No, no. They're popping up yeah. everywhere, though. Yeah, cheese curds. They've got those as, like, fries, basically. Like you can sub out. you think out. that they are popping up because of NIL? Yeah, dude. I mean, everything's NIL related these days, you know? Um, uh, anyway, Tennessee ever... If Tennessee ever, this is from Michael Dark. If Tennessee ever wins a Natty, will they take the crown as most obnoxious winner? Without a doubt. I mean, it's, I feel like we're kind of living in the times. I feel like when Auburn won with Cam Newton, that was very unbearable. I don't, I've never felt Auburn fans were bad. Like they just, you don't, almost too dumb to insult. That's, it's, now it's been 20 or uh, 12 years. So it's been a while, but. You were not like during that cam run. No, nothing. You just these fans are fine. They're great. The fans were fine. I've never, I've never been consumed with something like more unhealthy in my entire life than I was that fall. And I, and I mean that not even as a joke. We've been doing this, this Twitter spaces um, with people from, it's like, I think me, Hunter Johnson, this guy named Paul Graham uh, leading up to the season on Bama Twitter we do it like twice a week, and it's going over every loss in the Saban era. I don't know why. I just like saw it was like I tuned in and immediately got it. Yeah. <laughs> every week I, we I talk tuned. about new losses. And they'll like go back and rewatch it. I haven't watched one. Um, but like they added me to like speak like, you know, and it's it was pretty cool because some people, despite my use of the F word, still value my opinion. Um, the Cam Newton game is tomorrow. I just – what was bothering bother me about that was that, like, everyone fucking knew what was going on, and I wish that somebody could have just, like, set my mind to these and be like, all right, yeah, you're right. That's all. They paid him. Right. Oh, well, that can you imagine that story now? It's like that, that wouldn't even be an issue. 180 grand. Yeah, for real. Ugh. It would anyway, be. I mean, yeah. that would be it would be $10 million. Probably. Legitimately. Do you think they still would have like laundered it through like the the offering basket at his dad's church? It seems like that'd be a bit of a stretch to do at this point, but maybe. See, and that Tyler, for me, that's that's where I had a problem with it. I don't, I don't mind the young man getting paid, but bringing the Lord into it, I didn't like. Um, <laughs> follow up real quick on the Tennessee question. Yes, Tennessee fans will absolutely be the worst. You saw how they were when they were like remotely good at the third most important sport, like at their school this year. But I, again, not only the fans, fans, but the like, players themselves were horrible. They were worse than the fans, yeah. hands down. <laughs> they were they were awful. And then every fucking fan you heard from, who like for the most part, especially on social media, are pretty big trash bags and and like wear like a badge of honor. We're like, you know, the thing is, man, everyone gets mad at these kids. They're they're all really good kids. I mean, like if you get to know them off the field. I'm like, you don't fucking know them off the field, Gerald. Like, you, you sound like Jimbo right now. I can't believe you would slander these these young men. These are these are these are great kids. And how dare you? That kid rounded first base and gave someone the finger. And Tristan Smith at our podcast group actually defended it, <laughs> saying the Georgia Tech player was talking trash. Anyway, next question. 
Best non-SEC tailgate venue. I'm going to see some friends in Madison, Wisconsin this year and attending a Badgers game. I've always heard Madison was top tier. I've heard nothing but good things about Madison. Um, tailgate. Is that – like are we saying like stadium atmosphere to or just simply tailgate? Because he just he only said tailgate, yeah, he didn't yeah, say okay. stadium. Because I, don't, I haven't so like, out. yeah, I haven't like ventured around a bunch of tailgates. I mean, I've been to a game at Clemson, but yeah, I, I agree. I wasn't like super impressed with the tailgate scene there. Um, it's non SEC. I mean, like, it's hard for me to say because I haven't been to a ton of tailgates outside of the SEC. I feel like Wisconsin is the only answer, really. Um, you're not going to find anything out in the Pac 12. I'm sure there's like some decent Big 12 stuff, but like not really. Like, unless you're Texas or Oklahoma, but those are also like I can't imagine tailgating in Austin is like super great because it's already a huge city. Um, you guys in the chat, if you've been to some cool tailgates outside of the SEC, we got one here, Madison. Okay, so we already had that one. Thanks, St. Jean, for nothing. Just kidding. Penn State, uh, uh, I feel like would be pretty good. Madison is an absolute blast tailgate. The entire town shuts down and the streets are just lined with people giving food and booze away. Well, that sounds amazing. Feels like, like I didn't get up. Just- I've been talking with my buddies from school about like once we get maybe when our kids get a little older, we do it. We do a like a get together every year, um, but it's just like going down to Florida and like fishing and hanging out. But I want to get a rotation of we go to one game a year. It's on Florida State's bye week. Yeah, if. And there's got to be some good matchup somewhere in the country and just go out to the game. And, and every year that you can't double up a city. So you just go to different games, Florida State not involved. Like we're just going as a neutral observer. I think that's like my ultimate. I want to get to that in like five years. Yeah. I, it's cool that you um, want to go to all these stadiums without your podcast partner. Uh, oh, you're going to be there too. Don't worry, dude. I kind of feel like when we just like make this like this becomes like an actual television show and there's like thirteen thousand viewers instead of thirteen on the yeah, YouTube video. A lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think like thirteen thousand on a YouTube video concurrently would be pretty good, though. It would be the an overwhelming um, amount higher than any other video we've posted uh, in the last six months. <laughs> right. And um, like watching live too, like that's pretty hard to do. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, the, uh, 13 billion we need to figure so. out a way to do this to the facebook uh sds facebook as well because all of those were like like apparently i did a live right after the bama auburn game which where apparently. i was like behind well remember like i was behind and i thought bama lost so i like already wrote like on social media like congrats auburn blah blah, blah and i was like a total douchebag which i didn't care um anyway i, I will say like i don't think a tailgating standpoint it would be worth it i really want to get to unc just to see that campus. I think that, yeah, UNC would be cool. So, um, yeah, I, I like that. So I can't speak on, on tailgates. Madison's definitely on my list of, of a college town. I want to go to for sure. Um, would you rather go on a 12 hour road trip with an A&M fan talking about traditions the whole time or a Tennessee fan with Rocky top playing on repeat? Definitely. Number one. First off, happy belated birthday to Mickey Sheremy. We're supposed to go see and celebrate with him in Nashville this past weekend, and I couldn't. Um, hope it was a blast. But I oh, that's tough, man. Like, honestly, because Rocky Top, like in what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, Rocky Top in like small doses is, is a good song. It's like an objectively good song. It's Rocky super Top weird in and the E of A. 
I don't know what that means. Um, it's kind of odd to me that no one's ever questioned those lyrics. That guy was like blatantly talking about like fucking an animal that he was pretending was also half woman. Um, so there's that. Uh, and I love like how much he implemented like the difference in um, how to package corn in that song. <laughs> okay. You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? He's talking about like okay, whatever. I wish you knew the lyrics. No, I Rocky, I don't know really the lyrics. I just, I just know the good old Rocky Top part. If you uh, listen, the people on Rocky Top have to get their corn from a jar because they can't grow their corn on Rocky Top. The dirt's too rocky by far. Favorite sport besides Read football? Fucking book, dude. Andrew D. Giacomo. Favorite. D. Giacomo. Giacomo. Uh, favorite sport besides football to bet on? Okay, so a couple weeks ago, I won over $1,000 um, on in poker on the site. And for whatever reason, I wasn't allowed to actually withdraw it until I had placed an equal amount of money on like bets as I was trying to withdraw, which was over $1,000. <laughs> I was... What'd you win on? Like, I, what, like poker? What? Oh, it was poker. So you, so it's it basically outside of sports or outside of football, you just prefer poker, without a doubt. But like, like, but he said, "What's your favorite sport?" I'm telling you, I'm about to tell you. Oh, oh. So I didn't know what to do because I was like, I don't want to fucking gamble, like you know, a thousand or wager a thousand dollars in sports, like, I, especially because like there's nothing to bet on right now besides like baseball. So this was like the first two rounds of Wimbledon, and I put multiple $400 bets down on people I had never heard of uh, at like 6 a.m. like matches. And I woke up and I hit and I like, I think I bet on the Braves night before I went four and oh. Oh shit. Still haven't got my money, but yeah. Huh. We got to get out baseball bats and go hunting. I don't think you can do that for Bovada, but um, <laughs> tennis for sure. Just, you know, tennis, if you're like really, if you ever get to a bad place, not saying I've been there, but I have, if you ever get into a really bad place where you're chasing, you can live bet tennis every point. Every point. Yeah. My version of chasing is like being down big and then just on a Saturday, you know, during all yeah. the games. And then just that 1030 Hawaii game starts and you're like, you know what? I'm Fuck going it. all in on the Rainbow Warriors. <laughs> Parlay with the over. Yeah. Um, I like <clears throat> I like doing um baseball props so like over under strikeouts for pitchers and shit like that um i don't so like betting on baseball games and then um i like doing like pga i bet on like top 20s top fives i do a lot of dfs like DraftKings. um i do a lot of golf gambling too. Fuck, yeah see i don't really understand golf gambling um baseball for a while my favorite bet to make was the uh no runs in the first inning. And I, yeah. I, I would do it. It made so much sense to me because it's like you have like, you know, especially if it's like an ace on the mound. I remember probably placing like over the first half of a baseball season, 30 or more bets on that, like over time. And I was like just casually watching some show. I think it was like uh, Daily Wager. Like it was on the background. They were like, so interesting facts about the first inning, no run line. Uh, the most scored inning in baseball this year and every year for the past seven years is the first inning and i was like god fucking jesus Christ. would have been nice to know that at some point 
for yeah. placing these well, I mean, it makes sense because your best best hitters <clears throat> in the beginning, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I think we've answered some of these before. Favorite place to sit at a baseball game. Been on. Well, Favorite place to sit at a baseball game. I like that one. Dugout, bro. No, it's definitely the, the seats behind home plate where they wait on you like the fucking kids from Angels in the Outfield. It, yeah. It's, there is no better answer than that. There, you, it's, I, I've done it once. Like I sat front row, right? Like it was literally the, the, the Braves uh, on, de- on, on deck circle was right in front right. of us. And um, never left, never had to leave. Um, we didn't. No, I don't they just think, keep yeah, coming to you. Yeah, they just keep coming. And, and I was like a, a child. I was like, I'll take ice cream. Yeah. Everything's free. I'll take ice cream. I'll take cotton candy, more beers, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, fantastic. If you ever get a chance yeah. to do that, absolutely do it. I also get to see us sit, uh, speaking of just like specifically the Brave Stadium, they have this like legitimately huge clubhouse in the middle of center field that's like the Home Depot clubhouse. Oh yeah, and it's got its own entrance and all this stuff. You go up there, and they've got like a nice spread of food up there. You get to put the K's up when, um, like, the home team pitcher strikes out somebody, and you put the K. Marler, you disappeared. There you are. Damn it! And that's a dangerous game, man. And then they have the uh, they they just have a a huge cooler stock full of Coors Lights that you just have access to to open and take as many as you want. How much of those it's tickets? Fantastic. I don't know. It's usually for like a group thing. Is there ever a, a more private, like it's a private group thing? Anxiety riddled time at a sporting event than when a pitcher gets to his third strikeout. You remember and that girl that went viral? What did she do? She was like really disappointed in the Braves for allowing this oh to God. happen. And like everyone in the comments is like, "You're an idiot." She's like, "You guys are just so hateful." <laughs> Unreal. That's funny. Um, yeah, that's I've never I've never been big on that. Let's see here. Uh, Andrew Diacomo says, "Best worst vacation you've ever been on." Sorry if this brings up Oregon State or dad memories. Chris Marler. Well, it didn't um, until you <laughs> said it afterwards. Uh, <laughs> no, that's that's pretty funny. Uh, I don't like. I mean. It's like almost like been a year from that miserable fucking vacation. Worst vacation? Oh, my 30th birthday. Uh, I wanted to go to New Orleans, and my idiot friend Ted and Justin took me to Biloxi and then somehow arrived three hours late and had to put everything on my card, and then they uh, decided to stay another night and max out like $1,400 in a suite they got on my card. Oh, nice. And they yeah, took that, me that, to Steak and Shake for my birthday at my 30th. That's sick, bro. I was going to say 30th was probably my best vacation. Hey, so <laughs> I, I remember like we were we were at like a it's fucking Biloxi and it was like off season and there was like no one at the pool and they're like, do you want to get a cabana? It's $85. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Because it's all free food and drinks. Right. And I remember like we're like all in the pool. We've all been drinking and we got to close out. This is like on my actual birthday and they come over and bring me the bill and they had written down in pencil what each person owed based off of drinks that were already fucking paid for. So it's tough. Um, <laughs> so... Best vacation. 
What's the best vacation? My best vacation was my 30th birthday. My wife surprised me with a trip out to Breckenridge Breck, bro. You ever heard of it? Trip no, um, and we we got to the airport. Actually, so we started at my house. She was like, all right, you got to be blindfolded. Um, and we showed up at my my best friend from high school. He's my best man at my wedding. Uh, showed up at his house. He has the same birthday as me. And, he, and she was like, yeah, they're coming with us. And I was like, oh, this is great. So we go to the airport, show up, more friends. They're waiting. Civic, man. It's like, awesome. There was, so my 30th birthday was a blast. Our years were so poor. <laughs> you know, like, if you're, like, in a group thread and, like, like especially if, like, you've been in one, like, for, like, years and years, right? Like, if you text something, hardly ever does anyone, like, respond right away, right? It's, like, kind of, like, filters out, like, throughout the workday. I was, like... I think Ashley and I had broken up and I was like drunk. I was like, Hey, what, what do you guys think about going to new Orleans for my 30th? Like I, I'd never been in new Orleans at that point, And I thought it'd be fun to like get out of town. And within five minutes, every single person in that thread immediately said no, like immediately. And then I think like the following year we did new Orleans for Jeff's bachelor party. And I was like, this is fucking hard. <laughs> also, when you go to Biloxi, we, I kept asking like, what, what should we do? Like what's there to do in Biloxi? Every person was like, you should drive to New Orleans. It's like only an hour away. Yeah. You should. Best vacation? I don't I don't even know. Vegas probably. I love I love Vegas. Um I can't also, think of anything for my worst vacation, but I will say the first time we tried to do like my whole crew from college tried to do like let's all meet up and bring the wives and kids. Don't recommend it. Pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, you never had to travel with Dyke Marler, so there's plenty uh, in there. Like, I mean, when we got kicked out of Shreveport, that was on vacation. That was pretty awful. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that would definitely be up there. How, best vacation? I mean, it would probably have to just be Vegas. Like, I can't think of anywhere I've gone that's been, like, recently that's been, like, crazy, crazy fun and good. Uh, I have another for potentially worst. Um my senior year, we decided to go drive up to the Florida State Clemson game. It was on Labor Day, um, and we made a stop in Athens Saturday Sunday night. And uh, we went to—I can't—I can't remember the timeline of events, but I think we went to the game. They opened up with like Oklahoma State or something like that, and then we went out that night and went to um, my buddy's like fraternity, and they had a big party, like a band party. Took my buddies, one of my buddies i think he might be watching live potentially but he'll he'll hear about it after if he's not uh we call him the animal so always getting in trouble he he was detained at my bachelor party in the basement of the cosmopolitan hotel in vegas um in the basement yeah oh yeah you gotta like really um, fuck up to but he he uh messed around with a girl he probably shouldn't have messed around with at this fraternity party so we all get kicked out because we were about to get our asses beat and uh we had nowhere to go 2 a.m so we had to that's right it was the night before the game so we had to drive all the way back to my parents house in alpharetta from where from athens at two three in the morning uh got to their place they they weren't pleased with that woke up drove back to athens for the game the next day and then drove to clemson after the game and then we lost and then i don't know if you've ever been to yeah uh, I don't know if you've ever been to a Clemson game, but there's only one road out, one road in. Um, yeah. So leaving there is an absolute nightmare. Plus, awesome. it was on a Monday. Uh, oh, God. So 
Is that sucked. And we drove back from Clemson to back to Alpharetta. That's not that far of a drive. I will say um, it's not fun when it's uh, after a 8 p.m. kick. You've been drinking all day. Uh, yeah. And then it takes three hours to get out of the parking lot. <laughs> um, for the sake of uh, sanity, I will say Liz took me to New Orleans for my birthday this year. We got to hang out with Mickey. That was a, a blast. Um, but like, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. My favorite vacation, probably not because of who I was with, but Dewey Beach, Delaware is the most fun I've ever had on a vacation. I remember like going up there first time because I'd never heard of anything from Delaware. And I walk into this bar called Bottle and Cork, which I got dressed up for because I thought it was like a wine bar. Um, and it was just like a fucking dirty like beach bar. And I walk in and there's like this, you know, band playing cover songs, whatever, like, like on stage. They stop the song mid song. And there's like a 97 year old World War II vet in the front row. For whatever reason, I'm assuming he got stuck there and couldn't leave. And they stop what they're doing, stop the song, and they get the entire crowd to start singing uh, the national anthem, which was fuck- like that's what I walked into, which is awesome. And I was like, man, this is fucking great. And I turn around to go get a beer, and I bump into this dude with a baby stroller. It was Dave Grohl from like Foo Fighters because he had a house in Rehoboth, which is the next town over. This- Rehoboth is where Biden fell off that bike. Um, so we're like hanging out there for a while, and I don't know, like 20, 30 minutes later, we look up on stage, and and Grohl is just sitting up like at the drums and played with the band for like 20 minutes. You, that's that was insane. Like the, that was the first 30 minutes of the trip. And it was a Red Sox bar. That was the first 30 minutes of the trip. That's like the coolest thing anyone's ever done. That's not, well, that's not the case. I mean, there's, there's yeah. probably a lot of other cool things people have done. That's, that's cool. um, we, I, I flew coach. So it wasn't that great. Uh, all right. Last one here in the live chat, best non sec or FSU sports. Now, we've already answered that one environment you were most positively surprised by just the environment college pro this guy just made his first trip to fenway shout out chris and was just rode behind home blown away um i feel like the pro thing throws kind of a throws a wrinkle yes i did spill beer on carson's or on a girl's baby um i I mean, I always say Clemson's the best atmosphere. I wonder if that's changed because I haven't been there in like five years. Their fans have just become uh, like, I mean, they're just, they're, they're Mormons or BYU fans, but like with like probably a little bit of a drinking problem in secret. I, those right. fans are tough, really tough. You like, um, uh, you like Georgia Tech's atmosphere, don't you? No, I like the setting that it's in. That's it. That's it's an just atmosphere, like, right? I mean, environment. There's no atmosphere at a Georgia Tech stadium. Like there was for like the Atlanta United games. They should honestly play right. one United game there a year. Um, have you ever been to anything involving Philadelphia? Like I have. I've been to an Eagles game and it was a blast. And the tailgating scene was insane there. Okay, we'll close with this. I'll tell you a story because I've I've like grew up in SEC country and and like that's like the level of insanity that I was used to. We're leaving Dewey Beach, and the, it's a Monday afternoon, and like the Monday night game of the week, I guess, was uh, – or Monday night football was Giants and Eagles. So uh, Ashley's brother had season tickets. He's also the left tackle for Joe Flacco at, at University of Delaware. So he has like a tailgate set up, and we're going to hang there for like two hours or whatever before we have to go to the airport. I, I pull up, and there's like this deaf Giants fan walking through just a sea of Eagles fans, and he's going – go Giants, go Giants. And like just openly, that was a very good impression, just openly talking shit to like all the fans. This ginger, 
I don't know if he was a paralyzed or he was in a motorized cart. Here's him. Just puts it in fucking forward and wheels right up to him. He goes, Hey, Hey, and the guy's deaf. And he like finally looks at me. He's like, yeah, he's like, are you hungry? And he points at the grill and he's like, huh? He goes, are you hungry? And he holds up a hot dog and he goes, yeah. And the guy in the wheelchair said, why don't you go eat a fucking dick? And that was the end of the tailgating experience. That's that was like, I mean, just a battle of of two people that get to park in the very front of the store. And man, they just they there were no feelings that were. Oh, that is. Yeah, I mean, that is that's savage. All right. That's a good story to end on. So, hey, for those that are listening now and those are listening later, go to the YouTube channel Saturday Down South. Give us a subscribe and a like. In fact, you can click notify. So every time we go live, you get a, a beautiful little notification on your iPhone or your Samsung. Um, and also, if you are if you listen to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, please go give us a five-star review. Give us a comment. That would be fantastic. Uh, anything else, Chris? I will be gone next week. I will, I'm rearing to go when we get back, talk about SEC Media Days, and really, in my opinion, the start of college football. Anything else before we go? I cannot stress this enough that we're going into year two. We got a lot of big plans that I'm hoping are going to actually be followed through with this year. But um, this is going to be fun. This is going to be really fun. So like Tyler said, please, I, I know it's like cliche and we have to do that kind of shit on social media, but that's how I keep my job for one. And I cannot go back to stripping because I do not have that body anymore. So <laughs> I love it. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in and we will see you guys soon. Eat a dick, Zach Wilson. <laughs>